The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. It's a Monday. We've changed our recording days. We're recording on Monday, and it's a good thing we did because the free agency ticker today was just out of this world. Um, I think our new thing is going to be recording on Mondays, uploading on Wednesdays. So uh, to all you loyal listeners that listen to us on Tuesday mornings on your way to work, we appreciate it. Just push it back a day. Uh, we got. We want to bring you the most up to date news. So we got. We're going to start doing it on Monday. But wait, and zoomed in, Tyler. How are y'all doing? <laughs> we're watching on YouTube. You can see Tyler's camera is just strobing. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I got like a strobe effect going on right here. It just keeps flashing <laughs> green. So I guess just what the chaos is happening of the free agency period in the NFL. Well, and it's probably hate you because y'all have been talking for the past three hours on March Madness. If you didn't catch the SEC talk uh live show where they broke down their brackets go check it out on our youtube channel and while you're over there drop a subscribe on the sports scramble podcast youtube channel um we'll jump right into it we're just talking about brackets tyler and way just broke down the brackets all the picks if you want to hear the in-depth analysis and how you're going to win some money you got to go watch sec talk we're going to give you our uh final four and our winner yes the the summary thank you wade (laughs) so uh Tyler, did you watch the selection show last night? Uh, I did not. I was actually uh, working last night. Uh, oh, you were watching the, the Pelicans blow out yeah. the Trailblazers. They beat them by like 30. Yeah, they were up by like 36 at one point. So uh, definitely a good bounce back uh, from Saturday's game against the Thunder. Didn't look good on Saturday, uh, but a big game tomorrow against the Lakers as they tried to continue their playoff push. Yeah, I mean, Trey Murphy dropped, what, 41 points? Yeah. Call him trick or tray for nothing. Exactly. That was crazy. And then uh, I mean the Lakers, that's gonna be a good matchup. D'Lo is seemed to have found his spot back at his at his team. Yeah. Um they're rolling. You is it at home on Tuesday? Yeah, it is at home. Uh, I don't think that uh LeBron will be playing. He's been dealing uh, uh, with an injury, uh, but what even a without him, the, the Lakers have been pretty consistent. I know that they just lost to the Knicks, uh, but it should be a, a very tough matchup for both teams. Well, Wade will be in New Orleans. You'll be in New Orleans. Maybe y'all ought to, ought to go in there and intimidate LeBron into suiting up with the people <laughs> that they want. I've seen LeBron play before in person, and honestly, it was kind of lackluster because my uncle was like, hey, I'll get you uh, $5 that LeBron doesn't score 20 points. And I was in like, I don't know, maybe 10th grade at this point. Obviously not sports gambling like we do now. And LeBron <laughs> scored like 16 points. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you can't drop – 20 for me <laughs> and they LeBron for wade continues yes hey wade he always takes the under in this time uh, or he always takes the over this time he should have taken the under Life's but, too short to bet the under yes always bet the under um let's get into the college basketball um i know y'all just did your show so I'll, I'll start it off first give you a break from from doing uh, all this basketball talk let me pull up my bracket i've done two of them um, I think I'm going to pick, pick the one I like the most. So let me break. I got a few wild cards in here. 
You know, I got a few upsets. I've got Furman taking down Virginia in, in the first Same round. Um, it seemed like a good upset for me. Uh, and then let's see if I've got any other ones. Providence taking down Kentucky because my boy over on Twitter at Mikey Over, he's a big Providence guy and he's won me some money this year. So rolling with him. Um, let's see if there's any other big upsets on here I want to mention. I don't see any. So uh, let's get on down. You know, they play each other. They have fun. They make it to the Final Four in Houston. Here's who I've got in my Final Four. I've got Arizona taking on Tennessee and Houston taking on Kansas. And out of those two, I have the hometown Cougars, Houston taking down the Kansas Jayhawks, and meeting Arizona in the national championship and Houston cutting down the nets, winning 72-70. On a buzzer He's a home, to win the game. Hometown heroes. All right. Exactly. Like exactly. It. So that's who I'm picking. I'm picking Houston. Wade, who do you got? Who's your final four and who's your national champion? All right. Final four is a little bit interesting. Uh, as Tyler and I just broke it down. I do have Alabama making it to the final four. I'm blocking out the noise there. Um, they just look like a really complete team. Nothing on the court is really scaring us. It's the off the court stuff, but they seem you to should be scared the if you're off the court going up against <laughs> Alabama. That's all I got to say. As, it doesn't uh, matter, I guess. <laughs> as they're referred to on Twitter as Murder, Inc. You better watch out. So, murder in the, the courts. It uh, seems to to me that it won't stop them until the very end. I can't have them go all the way. Uh, I think justice will come down on them. Um, then on the other side... I think Texas is a team that Tyler and I are both high on making a run um, over Houston, who you just mentioned. And then in the West, I absolutely love UCLA. They're a team that I've been telling you all about for the last three or four weeks. Um, So I got them, put my money where my mouth is, UCLA, making it to the Final Four. And then my surprise team, all right, Kansas State, making it all the way to the Final Four as a three seed. Not Kansas. Okay. Kansas State. I like it. So, um, and that they would play Alabama just like they did in football. Tyler and I were talking about that because SEC talk is usually a football. It didn't show. go well. It did not go well. <laughs> and um, anyways, I, I think Alabama does beat Kansas State. But on the other side, I got to go with UCLA over Texas narrowly. And then I'm going to go UCLA taking the cake overall. Uh, another, you know, just a team I've been high on all year. Veteran bunch. I think they get it done. West Coast fever, man. I have them winning in my second bracket I made, UCLA. So I like that pick. Ah, so I, I almost, case. If Houston, you know, doesn't go yeah, up for you, you have UCLA as your backup. I do need to make a bracket with uh, Miami winning. That seems to be the theme of all my brackets this year. And that'll be the first one to be busted. Tyler, who you got in your final four and your winner? Well, I also want to do what you did, go up through uh, some of my notable upsets. I did have a couple of them. Like you, I had Furman beating Virginia. I just don't really have faith in Virginia. I mean, they're a pretty good defensive team, but they are not that great of offense. I feel like whoever scores 50 that game will probably win. I also have right. Kent State taking down Indiana. That I really like that team from the MAC. They put up 90 against Toledo. Toledo was going to be one of my picks to go for, but since Kent State got that. And then I also have uh, 
Purdue losing in the second round to Memphis. I have uh, Memphis. I thought about doing the same for Arkansas and Kansas, but Kansas has the experience. Uh, so that's pretty much my main upset. So I also had VCU over St. Mary's as well. So I wanted some chaos this year. I'm tired of the chalk picks every year that I do. Uh, so my <laughs> final four, I do have Alabama. I know that for weeks I've told you that they're frauds, but this team has changed my mind. Uh, they run the table in the SEC tournament. They look good. Like, all their matchups were not close. They blew everybody out, uh, including Texas A&M, a team that I really love, but they got a bad draw. Uh, but I have them facing off against a red-hot team from the ACC. I have the 5C Duke. Blue Devils are going to go back to the Final Four. Okay, I also have uh, the Longhorns. Uh, it was very tough. Uh, it pained me not to have Houston in Houston. But Texas is a really hot team uh, right now. So I think that Texas is going to get the job done. I do think it's going to be a pretty chalky region in that one. And then uh, finally, I have UConn, the four seed, uh, coming out of uh, the Kansas region, if you want to call it. Uh, but in the end, I do have Alabama and Texas meeting in the national championship. And uh, really, the home court advantage was the really deciding fact of it. That stadium is going to be sold out, and it's going to be 80-20 burn orange. And Texas have them winning and redeeming their football team. The football team couldn't do it, so the hoops team will get it done. Texas. I was, about to, I was about to say, I bet Texas would like to see Texas versus Alabama in the national championship in football, but I don't think it'll be the same uh, same outcome that you just no, mentioned. That's not happening for some time. No. <laughs> so, some notable uh, – one team I saw that did not make the bracket was North Carolina. First yep. time in, uh, I think it's at 23 years. Don't that's quote me crazy. on that. It's a, yeah, first time they're not in it. And one team that's going to be, when I fill out my Cinderella bracket, Cinderella <laughs> story here. Kennesaw State. Yes. Two years ago, maybe three, two or three, they were one in 28. <laughs> one in 28, okay? Last year, they went like, 18 and 12 or something. Respectable. That's a pretty big Respectable. The Kennesaw State newspaper listed out the sports of the school two years ago and didn't even list basketball as a sport at the school. <laughs> That's how terrible they were. This They're year, major, right? Uh, let me check. This year, 21 and 8. And they, they made the automatic bid in the tournament, winning their conference. Um, let me see who they play. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Let's I think they jumped them. conferences. I think they're in the Atlantic Sun now. Yeah, they are. They play Xavier game one. So they're slated with the three seed. They're on, they're a 14 seed. Yeah, if that was a 14 um, and three, that would probably be the most the more likely. That and UC Santa Barbara versus Baylor. Yeah, so We'll see. Maybe Kennesaw State can have some magic going and uh, get it rocking and rolling and be cutting down the nets in Houston. I'm th- I'm putting them in as a Cinderella bracket. I do one every year. So And, and I got to give some love to College of Charleston as my Cinderella team. Uh, I have the two South Carolina mid-majors meeting in the second round between Furman and College of Charleston. My parents both graduated all from of us on Furman. So yeah. Furman, yeah, they could get it done. College of Charleston. They could get it done, but I have them both getting sledgehammered by Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All um, right. Another another interesting, uh, a lot of people around the country felt that Texas A&M should have been higher than a seven seed. But let's let's be real, guys. 
This is an entertainment value. This, this whole thing is done for entertainment. You know that they wanted to somehow, if both teams win, they wanted Texas playing Texas A&M in the second round. That That's a is very probably, bad draw for them, though. I mean, they get Penn State in the first round. Yeah, but it's for the for the entertainment value of it. I mean, they wanted that's that's probably going to be one of the most watched games of the tournament. I think it was though. karma because they got those rings for making what like the final twenty in baseball. I think when they made it to Omaha, hey, they got no. Actually, you know what? The more I think about it, it's karma. A and M doesn't win on the football field. Well, guess what? You're going to get it on the hardwood if they make yeah, it. Yeah, they the don't. State. A and M doesn't want to play Texas. Uh, they don't want them coming into the SEC, you know, everything. Um, I saw one fan on a message board saying that Texas A&M should withdraw from the SEC because they've been getting screwed every year. Okay, buddy, pump the brakes. Where are they going to go? The Conference USA? I, I, I don't know. The American? I mean, yeah, swap Houston and A&M. The ACC? Uh, well, I think it's going to – that's one matchup I'm looking forward to if both teams end up winning just from a, from a rivalry standpoint. And especially if Texas and Houston make it to the Final Four, that'll be really cool to see just for the state as a whole. Um, and we'll we'll see who ends up taking that one. But it's it's March Madness, fair time of year. Of course, next weekend we'll be in New Orleans for Wade's wedding. We'll be we'll be throwing some bets down because we can legally bet there with our friends over at DraftKings. Oh, no, Chet's never gonna leave the state. <laughs> You're gonna have to drag me out. Got to catch that six thirty flight Sunday morning. It's a rough one. Uh, but of course, while I'm there, I'll be using the it belly up's got a promo code with DraftKings. We had one for the Super Bowl. If we get one rolling for March Madness, of course, we'll throw it out there. Um, I'm gonna be using it to play some money on my boy Scotty Scheffler to repeat at the Masters. He was a winner at the Players' Championship this weekend. Uh, but we've uh, we've been tweeting about it, we've been retweeting it. We'll send it out again. If you want to compete against us and your favorite belly up uh personalities, we do have a bracket challenge going. Um, so we'll be putting that on our Twitter. You head on over there, fill out your bracket, and see if you can take down the best. Uh, the best being Tyler. Uh, he uh, always does the best. No, no, no. I'm not the best. I'm the cursed. I'm the cursed. <laughs> that is true. Me and you are cursed. Maybe it's maybe Wade will have some of that wedding. I'm the work worst one. Come. I did yeah. well in the bowl games. I had 30 wins think, in bowl games. So maybe I think the we'll two see. of us were were in the top 10 of the belly up bowl game pick them. And the playoffs, real- but. Basketball is a whole different animal. <laughs> and like I said, it's March Madness. Anything can happen. And in lieu of March of Madness. This year. Oh, I'm def- I'm, I haven't filled out my upset bracket yet. Don't worry. It's coming. Uh, but in lieu of March it's Madness, March. We, had, we had some total madness today in free agency. I mean, it was just like every 20 minutes stuff was blowing up. Uh, first, last week, the Pan- Panthers traded for the number one pick. Um, swapped spaces with the Bears. Uh, they, they traded DJ Moore, which you, you got to think they're trading for the number one pick to pick a quarterback, right? I mean, I don't know how I feel about them trading their number one wide receiver to pick up a quarterback, but I'm not the one getting paid to make the decisions. Uh, but DJ Moore and Justin Fields in Chicago. Tyler, what do you think of that? What do you think of that pairing? Yeah, I think that's what uh, Justin Fields needs. I mean, Darnell Mooney has been the guy that, you know, it has been, you know, was going to be the wide receiver one. He just hasn't really contributed. They brought in Chase Claypool. He's he's been hit and miss uh, throughout his career. So I think that's a really good get for for getting DJ Moore and Chicago Bears. You know they really use that number one pick to their advantage. I think they really I think that they really fleeced the Panthers. The Panthers gave up way too much, uh, especially for one of these uh, quarterbacks as well. I mean 
that can definitely pay off. You know, if one of these quarterbacks that they draft, whoever will it be, can hit, then it's a definitely a great Now, I think that especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves that division, you know, this division can become wide open. Uh, you know, probably the Lions would be the heavy favorites. I think the Bears, though, uh, could definitely be one of those teams that go from worst uh, to first. So I think that the Bears with Justin Fields gets you a target like DJ Moore. He's really been consistent, really underrated receiver. So I really like the trade for Chicago. I mean, they got they got pick number nine, pick number 61, first round in 2024, second round in 2025, DJ Moore. Dude, if I'm Chicago, I'm going to grab a running back that'll pair nicely with Justin Fields over at pick nine, maybe pick 61. They're going defense. Uh, well, I, I still think you can get like another playmaker is what I'm saying. You got two pretty pretty high up picks. Um, do you, does, does this make Justin Fields a top five fantasy quarterback? I definitely think, opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to prove it. Yeah, I mean, I think he did good there at the end of the year with his uh, with his running. He started he uh, propelled me to a fantasy championship, but now he's got a wide receiver to throw to. I could see him being a top five, maybe not a must draft, but you know, if you're sitting there and you need a quarterback, take Justin Fields. I think if they can have, if they use the ninth overall pick and go wide receiver, if they get a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigabo, now I know that he missed the whole entire season, but if you ooh, pair him up with his old teammate, that would oh, be yeah. a must draft fantasy quarterback. You have two of the top young receivers. I mean, yeah, I, w- I would like that pick a lot. I do wish that they maybe sent like Darnell Mooney or Claypool out of Chicago because yeah. I think that kind of blocks that pick. I think it's pretty clear they're going to go defense with the first pick. Uh, it's a very deep edge class. That's where they need help. So maybe not, though. They did just sign uh, two um, defensive players in free agency today. So they might kind of go with that Jamar Chase-esque pick with Jackson Smith uh, Najigma getting the confidence between uh, the college quarterback and his receiver. And, you know, at this point, Claypool and Darnell Mooney, they're kind of has-beens. <laughs> You know, they that's not going to hold them back. I just think it kind of creates a log jam. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, it's shoot, it worked for the Bengals. Look at Joe Burrow and uh Jamar Chase, look at Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Now, granted, they didn't, they weren't like quarterback wide receiver duos, but you know, coming from Alabama, um, and Jigbu and Justin Fields, I think it'd be a great pairing, especially with um DJ Moore. You know, he, he'll have the off the weapons. He's just got to do the throwing. Um, DJ Moore was a throwing in that trade. I mean, honestly, the picks were enough. And Oh, for sure. And DJ Moore, he's not on the same level as some of those big-time receivers we've mentioned, but it's worth a shot, right? I mean, he's definitely more talented than anything you had, but um, I'm kind of surprised that they got two first-rounders and uh, DJ Moore. Yeah. That seems like a steal for Chicago. So, who who's who are the Panthers taking? What who are you going after with the number one pick? If you're going to throw that much capital on the line, I think they are going Anthony Richardson because he has the best physical traits. Um, although, I think they might go with C.J. Stroud. Just an inclination. Um, I don't buy the whole thing that they'll trade out of the pick. I think they've showed their cards, and they can't do that at this point. Um, Someone would have to really, really love a quarterback more than the Panthers love their quarterback that they're not disclosing. So if you know the Texans really 
wanted to get in on Anthony, Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud, they would come up and get him. But uh, the team that wins in this is Indianapolis because Bryce Young's going to fall right to him. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's what I was going to ask is if Anthony Richardson is taking, taking number one, Tyler, do you see the Texans still drafting Bryce Young, or you think they're going after C.J. Stroud? Or either if if it's C.J. Stroud taking one, do you, are the Texans still taking Bryce Young? Yeah, I think Richardson? I think Texans are locked in on, on Bryce Young, whatever you put it. it. Like Wade mentioned, I think that whoever the Carolina Panthers don't take, then that opens up the door for the Colts to so say that Anthony Richardson goes to the Panthers, Bryce Young goes too, and then Indianapolis is probably dancing in their shoes that they got C.J. Stroud. And that, you know, a lot of people are hyping up uh, Anthony Richardson because of his physical talent, but they're not watching uh, the tape. So I think that in the end that there's just so much hype around Anthony Richardson and that I think that the Panthers are going to go all in on him. And I think that the Texans are going to get Bryce Young and the Colts are going to get uh, C.J. Stroud. Well, we can sit here and talk about the draft all we want, but you can go watch the draft live in person. And I don't know if it's offered on SeatGeek, but if you could get draft tickets, I'd, I'd cool. go over. To, I'd go over to SeatGeek. Um, you know, watching watching it on TV is fun, but nothing beats watching it in the stadium. Hearing Roger Goodell announce your team's pick. Um, where's the draft at this year? Kansas City. Kansas City. Yep. That's right. So you can head on over to Kansas City, the home of the Ch- Super Bowl champions. Hit up a few bars. Open up SeatGeek.com. Use promo code Get Belly some up Sports. Get some barbecue. Use promo code Belly Up Sports. Get twenty dollars off your first purchase, and maybe get tickets to the draft. If not, get tickets to the to the preseason game to watch your your team's uh, draft pick players. So, um, but other other free agent news, we have uh, Baker Mayfield is floating around in the Twitterverse, is possibly going to Tampa Bay. Tyler, do you like the Bake Show going to Tampa Bay, or do you think it's just some uh, competition for young – what's his name from Florida? Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. He's uh, not young yeah. anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's better than what they have right now. I think that if you get Baker Mayfield in, then he automatically becomes the second-best quarterback uh, in the – NFC South division, that isn't so good of quarterbacks. I mean, Atlanta has Marcus – well, not Marcus Mario anymore. He gone. No, Mario. Desmond Ritter is their quarterback. Derek Carr is the Saints guy we talked about on last week's show. Who knows who's going to be Carolina's? probably Anthony Richardson. He probably gets a start since Sam Darnold's now a, a Niner. So, I definitely yep. think that Baker Mayfield, uh, the way that he looked uh, last season uh, with the Rams and his stint, I think that – he can be an okay, not – I mean, he could probably be good enough to win that division of how bad it is. Uh, so, I think it would be a good fit if Baker lands in Tampa. And he's got some weapons. He's got Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin and, of course, uh, who's their running back's name that really – Now Rashad White, now that Lenny's gone. Yes. Yeah, Lenny's gone. Rashad White's a running back. I mean, he'd have a good shot at, in Tampa Bay. Um, someone else that went on down to Florida, Jalen Ramsey traded to the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins' defense is looking a little scary in the in the corner. They got Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey. You got Tyree Kill on the offense. Now, if you can get your quarterback to actually stay in the game and not get concussion, which they did, get they signed Mike White to a two year deal. So maybe Tua, if he doesn't play, you can throw in old Mike White, who was slinging it in New York. Give them a chance to win it. 
Um, but Wade, how do you how do you feel about uh, Jalen going to Miami? I think that was a good value. Um, a guy that you know he's not a top three corner in the NFL anymore, but I would say he's definitely still a top ten corner. And so is Xavier Howard. So to have both of those guys is is really great for Miami. Um, I think what it really did today with them taking um, Mike White from the Jets was put the pressure on the Jets to go get uh, Aaron Rodgers or whoever the answer is, because you can't tell me that the the Jets weren't hoping that Mike White would be the backup next year in New York because yeah, now they're stuck with Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. And it's in their own division too. So Mike White could end up coming back to haunt them in their own division. Uh, so yeah, uh, pressure's on New York now, I, I feel like. And the Bills, um, while they return the most talent, they are kind of running into some salary cap issues. Some would say they might have missed their their opportunity. And the, and the Patriots are always pesky, but they shouldn't be contending. So this really does look like Miami's trying to go all in um, to, to win that division. And I think Tua can be the guy, but it's just a matter of if he can stay on the field. Yeah, that's one big thing is his health uh, being a concern. And you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. A report came out today that someone said, oh, it's a done deal. And then um, Adam Schefter said, uh, no, 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 it's not done yet. So I'm believing Adam Schefter. When he announces it, that's when it's the truth. Yep. Um, Everyone wants to be first and it just, you know, let the teams announce it. Everybody should learn from the Brady retirement last year. So, are we all on board the Aaron Rodgers to New York Jets? Is that what are we all in agreement? That's what's probably either that or retirement at this point. I don't love it, but I do think that it's the best interest for both parties. I mean, I think Green Bay's got a decent quarterback situation with with uh, Jordan Love. You want to see how that plays out. If I'm the Jets, I have to go get the best available guy, and and right now, that's Rodgers. I if I were the Jets, though, I would have. Uh, preferred to spend less money and gone out and gotten Garoppolo uh, personally. Well, you mentioned Jimmy G. He just signed with the Raiders. It was a three-year, like $38 million a year. Was that the deal, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he comes in there as a starter now that Carr's gone. I mean, do you see he's got Devontae Adams, Josh Jacob, Darren Waller, uh, and then the third one was Hunter Renfro. They threw that in there on his weapons. Yeah, he page. was a bust this year. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. Um, you see, Jimmy. I mean, does that? What do you give the Raiders chances of winning the Super Bowl now that Jimmy G's their quarterback? No, oh, well, uh, they're still in Patrick Mahomes' division, so zero. I'm not doing this again <laughs> of buying in the hype. I did it with the Chargers. I'm not doing it with the Raiders of Jimmy G. Uh, but I do think that this is a very good fit uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. If he, all the question is, can he stay healthy? I mean, he's been battling through injuries. That is very true. Uh, through very the past true. couple of seasons. I mean, this is a very good offense. Josh Jacobs, uh, they franchise tagged him. So he should be back to Adams. He's going through something on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know if he likes, you know, the Jimmy G. I, I don't know. Maybe he misses his buddy Aaron Rodgers or something. I don't know what's going on in his mindset. Uh, but you know, they got the weapons. Uh, defense uh, is definitely the, the main concern uh, for that team. Uh, but I think, you know, with the Denver Broncos being a first-year head coach and Sean Payne, you never know what you're really going to get with Denver. So, uh, But I just don't really see them winning this division. So it's the Chiefs division until Patrick Mahomes shows me something else. 
So what is hold on? What's going on with Devontae Adams on Instagram? I missed this. He I don't know. I just message. I just saw like a post. So I don't know what it meant. It's always <laughs> happens. These receivers like post something. You never know what it means. Yeah, I don't know. Big. I mean, <laughs> there's nowhere for him to really go and be with his guy. I mean, Derek Carr. He got traded there, and then Derek Carr gets bounced to New Orleans. New Orleans can't. Take well, then come on, buddy. <laughs> and, yeah, take a uh, pay cat. Come on down to Nola. Look, Roger, yeah, look at all these contract restructures we're doing today. We did three of them. Yeah. I don't know where he could go. He could go back to Green Bay and win without Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, what that really stick it to him. Um, you mentioned the Chargers and the hype that we bought into last year. Austin Eckler wants a trade. The fantasy king. He does it for the fantasy matchups. He wants a trade. He wants out of LA. What? I know. I don't. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I think they're going to have a different scheme there in L.A. this year uh, with the Cowboys offensive coordinator coming over. But the Cowboys do throw to their running backs just as much. Um, So I I thought Eckler would kind of take a step back a little bit this year. The age doesn't fool you as much as it does for other 27-year-old running backs because he didn't enter the NFL until he was like 24. Um, So he's still got pretty fresh legs, but – I think he should be careful what he's asking for uh, because he is used more than any other running back in the league, especially as a pass catcher. So there's very few situations where I feel like he could personally upgrade. And from a fantasy perspective, anywhere he goes is going to be a downgrade unless the only team that I could see it being an upgrade is if he goes to Cincinnati. Well, he might end up there. Joe Mixon. That could be an upgrade. Buffalo could also be an option. They just don't yeah. throw it to the backs enough. Sometimes they forget the backs on the field. That's true. Uh, it would it be is. an upgrade for them, yes, but for fantasy, I just wouldn't take it. Yeah, well, you can't really talk about fantasy terms all the time. You got to think but he's about the fantasy running, running back. Big ring. You got to win about yeah. running the Super Bowl. No, he he cares so much pro. about. Fantasy I know. He, yeah, he's pretty much like the only player that I see. Everybody else is like ragged on, like, oh, I don't care about your fin- stupid fantasy team. I'm worried about stupid Cordero Patterson on like your three win team. Well, I would rather have – if I'm Austin Eckler, I'd like to stay put where I am. You're welcome for the, ra- uh, the rant, Chad. I know that you were unpleased with Mr. Patterson. Well, yes, he was like I your 10th-round pick. What can you expect? I expected a repeat of what he did last year. I'm with Wade. <laughs> if I'm Austin Eckler, I'm staying put. Surprised he wanted to trade. But you did mention Cincinnati. Joe Mixon is having some run-ins with kids and Nerf guns, and he's not using a Nerf gun. <laughs> I don't really know all the details. I, mean, but, uh, the I thought they debunked that. The, the trainer was the one that was going off on the kids. Well, Joe Mixon, you might want to find yourself a new trainer. Uh, <laughs> between him and John Morant uh, and uh, who is the guy that was just involved in a drive-by? Um, uh, I can't remember. I sent it to you all on Twitter. Uh, the former NBA player, Sean Yes. Kemp. Yes, yeah. All these players out here, man, y'all acting a fool. Calm down. Like, uh, I don't know. But if it if it wasn't Joe Mixon, then okay, he's fine. He's uh he'll be he'll be playing this. this he's still an season. aging running back. <laughs> that is true. Um, so Eckler may provide some some good backfield help there. Um, last thing I've got on my list, just announced James Winston is returning to the Saints. Um, I guess he's accepting that backup role and he just wants to ride it out in New Orleans until his career is over. That, that's my thoughts on that. I mean, 
they're not he's not going to start over Derek Carr. I mean, they just they just brought Carr in on a big on a decent sized contract. I don't think they're giving it to to twenty twenty vision Jameis Winston. So I think that's more of nobody really. There wasn't really a market for him. That's my really only thought of that he wanted to come back. But this also might close the door on the Saints not drafting a quarterback. You know, now that Which you have Jameis Winston as your backup, you have Derek Carr. You have already have him on a, a multi year contract. Uh, did they sign uh, Winston to a multi-year contract, or is it just a one-year or two-year deal? It was uh, I think it was a one-year deal. Let me check the alert. So I think that he already has one-year deals already, so I guess they just extended him to another year. So Well, they basically probably, cut him and then re-signed That him. probably shuts the door on uh, the Saints uh, drafting a, a quarterback. That might not happen until also, next Also, just announced the Vikings are signing uh, Marcus Davenport. Oh, good riddance. And Patrick Peterson is signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which we talked about that a little earlier. I'm looking for the Jameis information. Um, we can't have it now. We can always. And you got to think that Jameis is from, deal. He's yeah. from like 90 miles away from New Orleans. He finally settled his life down, got some kids. If he's not going to start, might as well just keep the family where it's at. I mean, he's a very viable option going on the back. If you ever, ever deal with an injury of car, which you don't hope it happens, it, it you know, having a Winston coming off. He understands the, the system. You yeah. Know, he understands the state's program. Yeah. Um, He doesn't have to steal crab legs. They got good seafood in New Orleans. I'm sure they'll just give it to him. But, so, I mean, it's a win-win for him. Yeah, but that's my really only concern. I don't think that quarterback is much of a knee now going into the offseason. That is true. That's what I hate. I wanted to see him draft somebody. But, um, you know, we'll continue to keep everyone updated on the free agent free agent market, on the happenings uh, up until draft night. Uh, of course, we've got Wade and Tyler draft night over on Belly Up Sports YouTube channel. They'll be doing a live show. Our boys will be on there breaking down the last five picks in the first round. So make sure you catch them over there. Um, we haven't done it in a few weeks, but it's back. Who got that dog in? Here we go. So, who got that dog in them this week? Presented to you by our friends over at Piper Golf. You can head on over to piper.golf. Use Sports Scrambleton for 10% off tour quality balls at a non-tour quality price. If you're like us, you like to play golf, you don't like to break the bank when you're buying golf balls, um, you definitely need to head on over to Piper Golf. Or if you're like us and you lose a lot of golf balls when you're playing golf, you need to head on over to Piper Golf because you can get <laughs> the best bang for your buck there. Uh, you know, we've been using them for a while now. I love them. They're, they're, they have golf balls for all ranges of handicap, four different types of golf balls. Um, the low spin, lower flight, lower launch angle makes them a little, little easier to keep and also lets you paint those uh, flag sticks. Our friend Wade is recently into the TaylorMade family, just bought himself some new irons. So hopefully he'll be uh, uh, throwing darts on the green with his Piper golf balls once they come in. We'll see. We're going to have uh, the same clubs for our match part two. Yes. It's going to look like we're sponsored by TaylorMade from 2019. Uh -oh. <laughs> Wade and I both have P790s. So, Tyler, you better get uh, with Futch and get you some Titleist. We have a Titleist first TaylorMade matchup going on next time we play. But we're going to uh, have yeah, was... golf balls on our side to lift us through. <laughs> yes, that that is for sure. Everybody so, uh, was playing with paper golf, but yeah, yep. it, was, it was pretty good of a deal. 
So head on over to Piper.Golf. Use code SportsGramble10 for 10% off your golf ball knees. So let's get into it. Tyler, who's got that dog in him? Who's your pick this week? Well, I have been showing my LSU bias uh, recently when we're doing this. Who got that dog in him? And that's going to continue. I'm going to go to gymnastics. Haley Bryant with three perfect tens on Friday night's meet against West Virginia. LSU was able to get score 198. It's tough to even get one perfect 10 to get three of them, especially with how the judges be in gymnastics. So Haley Bryant got that dog in him. I think uh, that's the first time in gymnastic co- collegiate gymnastics history that's happened. So first time in uh, LSU history too. I did it on the vault, the bars, and the floor. That, I, this that is missed a lot the beating. It could have gone four for four. That yeah, could have got her a Wendy's four for four deal there. Did a lot better <laughs> than I could. Back. Yes, Wade, who got that dog in him for you? All right, I am going to venture into the World Baseball Classic, which is going on right now. Pretty entertaining environment for baseball uh this one it's tough because he beat up on the usa last night but i'm gonna go with joey meneses uh he is the first baseman for the mexico national team uh he didn't make it to the major leagues until last season it was kind of an afterthought once uh the nationals blew everything up traded away josh bell and juan soto finally got his break and he hit 320 last year with 14 home runs and then he continues that success here into the World Baseball Classic, hitting two home runs and an epic bat flip uh, in the blowout win over the U.S. He tossed the bat higher than I've ever seen anybody toss the bat. So that's just a dog mentality right there to, you know, have a 20-foot tall bat flip and hit two <laughs> home runs when last year you were playing in double A. So congrats <laughs> to Joey Manessis. There you go. My pick is over on the golf course. Um a lot of people call him a bulldog. He tends to talk to himself when he's out there. Uh, he the, he lets his ball hear it when he doesn't hit a good shot, that's for sure. It's Mr. Terrell Hatton. Um, he shot seven under on the back nine on Sunday at TPC Sawgrass to vault himself up into second place, uh, shooting a, I believe it was a player's championship record of a 29 on the back nine. Um, and... He went from making like $200,000 for the tournament to vaulting to $2.3 million. So Terrell Hatton, he got that dog in him. He might be buying a new dog with all that money he's making. Uh, but he <laughs> for, a couple for, of sure, dogs. for sure can, aff- uh, can afford a four for four Wendy's biggie bag. So that's a first that's class ticket home. <laughs> exactly. So Terrell Hatton, that's my pick for who got that dog in him. And I uh, just mentioned the Players' Championship. Let's get into it. Um, and before we get into some golf talk, I got I got to let you know, I was watching all of the players out there and what they were wearing this week. And I noticed some of their polos were, were a little outdated and dingy. Um, and if you ever feel that way while you're on the course, it's time that you get some new ones, okay? And you got to stand out on the course because when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you play good. So you need to head on over to our friends, friends of the program, friends of the network, Mahler Bros Golf and check out their signature polos. The polos are comfortable, slim fit that will make you look and feel good when you're golfing with the bros. Because everybody knows Saturdays are for the boys. That's when you want to head on to the golf course. So Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want that more subtle look and sleep. Like Futch, he wants the loud design. He wants everybody to know who he is when he's on the course. 
But myself, I like the sleek look. Um, if you're not into the polos, they also have fun T-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience much better. If you use code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com, you get 15% off your order. Let them know they sent you. You can check out their merch for the other your other Belly Up favorite shows. And like I said, use code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com for 15% up. Turn heads on the course or wherever you wear the Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros golf. Look good. Feel good. Feel good. You play good. That's always been my mind. I like that slogan. Exactly. <laughs> so I've got some Mahler Bros coming in. Um, I'm gonna I'm going with the sleek look and I'll I'll get way to buy some or fletch to buy the oh loud gosh, look. We're gonna get matching fits for the the match part. I got some, some loud polos for the cruise. If I would have known about this brand, I would have gotten them through them instead but stay tuned for my cruise attire exactly <laughs> so we might have to get some uh some matching polos for the whack part too we could but let's let's get into the players championship um uh, we made three picks to win i had scotty shuffler tyler had tony finau wade had sung jm in the end scotty shuffler ended up winning by five strokes but wade made himself some money bet some top tens on sung jm who who put himself in the positive way. How'd that go for you? Yeah, I uh, took your advice, Chet, and put a last-second bet on Scotty Scheffler because I had an odds boost, and then I also had one on Sunjay M because it was one of those things where if I put it out there and it happened, I would have been kicking myself. So I didn't really believe in it, so I only put a dollar on it. But still the satisfaction of winning. Um, he played some good golf. Got off to a rough start, and then he had a really good Friday, Saturday, kind of a rough Sunday. But uh new fan in me, I thought the dude was like 36. He's like 24. So, uh, I you know, Sung JM is, um, I believe he's from South Korea. He's from South Korea, yeah. Um, so he actually, if he doesn't win a tournament or medal in the Olympics, he has to report back to South Korea and uh, report for his military um, duty and take two years off playing golf. Um, that's right. happened in the past. I forget. Man, that's a lot of pressure. That yeah, happened I with for- Sin Shin Shu on the uh, Texas Rangers a few years ago. Yeah, so that's who I was thinking of. Was also, yeah, there was another golfer. Same thing happened, came back, was never the same. So, I mean, in South Korea, it's a mandatory two-year of service unless you're an athlete and you win some sort of championship or medal in the Olympics. Um, so it's uh, something to keep an eye on. The The pressure is really cooking for Sung J.M. He's got to get a win here uh, right. before get or back. else they're sending him back to the front lines. Um, Tyler, Tony Finau didn't, you know, he, he was, he was, I think he was top 25, didn't win, but it was a, a positive showing for Tony. What'd you see out there from your guy? Yeah, like Sunday JM, it was a pretty slow start uh, to the weekend. Uh, Tony Finau was hovering around one over, uh, two over par. I was like, uh-oh. Is why I picked not even going to make the cut, and uh, he was able to make a birdie at the last second uh, to get to even par uh, before Sunday. Like everybody, he went off on Sunday, uh, shot a five under uh, on the day uh, to get back into the top 25. Uh, so, you know, I was expecting more, not going to lie, uh, but I think it's still a uh, good momentum. You know, the next uh, event is going to be the match play, uh, and then you'll have the build up towards uh, the event of the year pretty much in the golf world, the Masters. So the uh, next event is actually the Bowspar Championship. Um, Let's be going ahead. I'm not sure who is playing in it Um, this year. I know a lot of players take 
take yeah. some time off. Um, Sam Burns won it last year, won it the year before, so he's back-to-back winners. We'll see if he can go for the three-peat. Uh, but before we get into the Valspar, I got to talk about my boy, Scotty Scheffler. Tyler, I texted you Saturday morning. Scotty always finds a way. He he was kind of lurking in like the top 40 uh, Thursday and Friday. Got up there on Friday and then Saturday morning. I'm like, dude, he's sitting in second place. Like he, he finds a way to get it done. And he ends up winning at, I think it was 15 under was the final score. Um, wins by five strokes. Just an all-out dominant performance to put him back at the world number one, which we don't know what John Rahm would have done. He did withdrew with uh, some stomach illness. Uh, he must have ate some bad seafood down there in Florida or something. I don't <laughs> that know. chicken salad hit different. There is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a pub sub. C- Cameron, if you're listening, see Money AZ on Twitch. Check him out. If you're listening, you can't you can't have the guys eating pub subs. Chicken salad pub yeah, subs are on. not the way to go. Because um, the winner gets like $5 million for the Players' Championship. It's an elevated event, $25 million purse. That's a lot of money to miss out on because you're having some stomach pains. Okay, I think I would have been out there with some dude wipes on the course, maybe hitting the halfway <laughs> house, rocking and rolling, but making it work. Around. <laughs> Dude, throw it up off the tee box. Just make sure the cameras don't catch me. I'd have been out there playing to win some money. So it must have been some pretty bad stomach pain. He must have had the flu or something. Um, but like I said, Scott is just so dominant. I'm putting money on him to to go back to back at the Masters. I mean, how can you not? It's gonna be Scotty or John Rom. I mean, the two of them are at the top. Rory. Oh, Tyler thinks differently. Who you got on the Masters, Tyler? I got my boy Ricky. Ricky Fowler starting to play consistent golf. So I, I'm gonna Ricky I'm gonna Fowler. ride with my childhood hero, Ricky Fowler, gonna don the green jacket. That's my early pick. Really, with the Masters, it can honestly be anybody if if they have knowledge of the golf course. That's why Tiger Woods is so so hard not. Oh, to here we go. Little, it's started. Small, a with small battle. He's gonna put it down. Watch. One dollar. Come on. Just a small little bet on Tiger because he knows so much about <laughs> Augusta. He's won so many times there. I know his golf game's not the best right now. The walking's an issue, but. Dude, he like there he it is right there for you. If walking's an issue, he's not gonna win. <laughs> but he's 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 a chance to maybe finish in the top 30. Yeah, that same problem I feel like that's 19 and he dominated. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 about course knowledge with the masters. And Scotty won it last year. He's got a caddy that's that that knows the course. I think he's gonna do it again this year. Um someone that's worrying me, Rory McElroy misses the cut. He has not been performing great lately. Uh, mentioned it was because of his tailor-made stealth, too. He hasn't been able to uh, kind of get in a groove with it. Said he wishes he could just use last year's club, but he didn't put all the blame on the club. He said, I'm the golfer. I got to swing better. A little different than what Bryson DeChambeau did last year when he just just destroyed Cobra's drivers um, after having a bad round. But, I mean, Tyler, is Roy starting to show some weakness? I mean, he yeah, hasn't been I playing think, great. I, I know I saw, we finished second at the Genesis, but besides that, it's been it's been tough. Yeah, his his drives have really been inconsistent. I mean, he's usually consistent with his driver. We know that he's uh, you know he can rely on his strength, but he really missed a lot of fairways uh, this week, and he also missed uh, a lot of pucks, uh, a lot of putts uh, that he usually uh, made. Uh, so it was definitely eye opening uh, to see him 
But I did tell you an article on ESPN uh, that he had a quote saying that his off the course uh, duties, you know, that with all like the live golf, what's going on. You know, he's been a big advocate as well. Uh, that full swing series uh, really into that in the last yeah. episode. So, you know, he's really been the face of the PGA Tour. Uh, so he's kind of said that's really t- taken a toll out of his game. Uh, so maybe he's not putting in, a, you know, as a lot of work. And I saw a picture of him. Uh, with uh, Seamus Powers, uh, they were both uh, getting some early work at, at the Masters. Uh, so hopefully, I, I expect that Rory that with the Masters, uh, he usually uh, tears it up uh, there. So I expect Rory to be back in the mix, uh, but he definitely has to clean up his drives if he wants to be in contention. That is uh, the only major he hasn't won to com- complete the career grand, grand slam. slam. He's got to go for the Masters, and it's tempting to sprinkle a little bit of money on him there because it, it's just one of those things that means a lot to him. So I would have to see um, one more good round before that to to do that. He's not playing this week in the Valspar Championship. Um, I think the match plays the He'll week probably be after. Playing in that. Uh, let me see. PGA. The Rory tracker said he was, so I was going uh, yes. with We've got, uh, yes, the – the Valero Texas Open is the week before the Masters, so that's not the match play. That's uh, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, uh, the match play. These trackers are screwing me up. <laughs> I don't know when the match play play is. Um, it's usually before the Masters. What? Yeah, it's probably yeah, that's like the week Uh, but the Valero Texas Open is the week before the Masters. I believe Rory will be playing there. Um. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the big names will play that just so they can get a little yes. warm up. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty typical. But we do have uh, one last thing on the players. We got to talk about Jordan Spieth and his lucky break. He looked like like one of us out there, slicing one off into the woods, hits a hits a fan in the kneecap. I mean, <laughs> damn near broke his knee. Bounces back into the fairway. It would have been a penalty stroke because it was heading for the water. He then eagles the hole to make the cut. Wade, do you think you could have been that lucky to hit one off of somebody back into the fairway? I've seen you hit trees. It doesn't yeah. shoot back into the fairway. So I don't, well, I don't know. It just went backwards. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that was pretty fortuitous. It's kind of fun that when you're watching a tournament and these guys just effortlessly like flick it up on the green and then every now and then like you see something like that happen where they shank the ball. And um so it wasn't like even like the guy was really in a crowd. He was like ahead of the pack by himself, and he got hit. Yeah, he just got sniped. Just At first, I thought out. the ball just dropped like right by his feet. I didn't see it shoot back into the fairway, but uh, that was a really lucky hop for sure. And it, it looked like the guy shared a laugh, and it was all all fun and games. I think he got some signed merchandise. And yeah, whatnot. he got a signed yeah. glove. I think he got a free ticket to the next day. So I, I need an ER visit. What a class act. Well, Spieth hooked him up because without him, yeah, he's not playing the weekend. So Spieth said, "Whatever he's got to do, you wouldn't make any money. You wouldn't yeah. made any money this weekend if it wasn't for that man's kneecap saving the day." Yeah, so uh, congratulations to him. I know he got, he's at least got a heck of a story. Hopefully, he didn't tear anything because <laughs> no, that's pretty painful. Yeah, uh, I saw another clip on there was a, a media truck like golf cart driving down the cart path, and someone hooked the driver left. It landed in the back of the cart, and they drove for like twenty yards before Does somebody realized it. Yes. Oh, they dropped another it, one. Uh, that's, where they, that's where they played. Another one that I told Chet about. Uh, I forget what hole it was, uh, but it was Scott Stallings. Uh, he drove it 
right into the palm tree and like they're throwing like a water at first i thought it was a beer bottle but it was a water bottle it was one of those fancy water bottles look like a beer bottle be but you know they have all this money to get all like you know it's probably some boss water or something like this yeah uh, but they were able to get it down but it wasn't his golf ball so this man had to walk all the way back to the tee box and shoot his third shot and this man was just pissed at this rules official i i just wanted like man i wish we'd get a mic'd up of this but there's yeah, some really. funny moments with the players. Yeah. The, uh, I, I'm surprised I didn't let them, like, I guess the rule is you can't drop. You saw it go into the tree. Well, if it was his ball, they would have done, like, the two club links and drop it from and, there. Yeah. So, Valspar Championship next week. Uh, where is the Valspar Championship? I don't know. I don't know. At I just called the paint can invitational. Yes, the paint can invitational. Sam Burns is one of the past two years. I'll read you the top five. You got Justin Thomas plus a thousand, Jordan Spieth plus twelve hundred, Sam Burns plus fifteen hundred, Matthew Fitzpatrick plus eighteen hundred, Keegan Bradley plus twenty two hundred. Um, not you know you got you got some good names on this list. Um, I won't ask you to pick a winner, but we'll we'll throw our winner up on on Twitter, uh, and maybe we can maybe we can get another winner. I, I'm one for one, so let's see if I yeah. can go two for two, um, and keep it rolling. Um, that's kind of, I mean, that's what I got on golf. Like I said, when I'm in New Orleans, sprinkle a little money on Scotty, dollar or two here on Tiger Woods. Maybe I'll live bet the Sunday winner for the Valspar. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if the drinks are flowing and the cash is rolling. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, someone that's been dominant, as dominant as Scotty Scheffler has been the LSU Tigers. Baseball team and softball team. Softball team's been kicking butt. Uh, but Pinky the baseball Kingston, team, though. they were losing last time I saw. Oh, no, oh, no, they came back and beat South Carolina today. Okay. Yeah, they there won the go. series against South Carolina. They had a doubleheader today. Very good. LSU sweeps Sam Samford this weekend. All three games were ended in the seventh inning by 10 run rules. Um, Bear Jones is just insane. The freshman DH, we've got home run after home run after home run. Dylan Cruz is batting over 500. I mean, Paul Skeens, Thatcher Hurd, Ty Floyd are sitting everybody down left and right. I mean, Paul Skeens is a problem. He is an intimidating dude, and it's it's hilarious to watch him pitch. People just they just it just goes right by him. Don't strike three, you're out. Um, I mean, we got UNO on Tuesday, and then the real test is this upcoming weekend, uh, opening weekend for SEC play. Texas A&M, Tyler, how do you feel about the Tigers? Um, and their chances going into SEC play. Yeah, I think early thoughts. This is definitely, uh, you know, worthy of the preseason hype uh, of being number one. I think that, you know, losing to Iowa, I think that's what woke up this team and what this team uh, really needed. You know, Iowa's probably going to be a good team. They'll probably uh, be a regional host uh, and win the Big Ten. Uh, but I think that this, I mean, they're really the only concern if you want to be like this team is not used to playing a full nine innings, but that's really nothing <laughs> that they can really Have do we about it. They're just pouring we, it on. Ha, we've probably played what two full nine inning games? Three? Uh, probably maybe? like we played uh the loss to Iowa. Texas Kansas, was a nine inning. Kansas State was a full nine innings. Uh I think the Western Michigan series. I don't know if we had any I don't think we agreed to any run rules during that series. Maybe the third game since it was a travel game. Yeah, so and whether now I take away the where they agree to not do the run rule. If you if you get 
I mean, we were blowing Western Michigan out. Yeah, well. Um, so that doesn't really count. But when they do the run rule, I feel like we haven't played nine innings in, in three weeks. Yeah, it, it's been a it's been a while since this team played a full game. Uh, but they'll definitely play a full game. Uh, I think that they'll probably run rule UNO. UNO is, uh, you know, they put up 32 against Mississippi Valley State. I want to talk about Valley that. Mississippi State is awful. And it, so is the dang umpire ringing up yes, the dude in the game. That that's bad. what I want to talk about. That has got to be the worst strike two and strike three call I've ever seen. Now, strike two wasn't a strike. Terrible call. But I think strike three was full personal vendetta based on how the guy, the batter up acted after strike two, which I would have acted that way too. I mean, the ball is a good foot off the plate. Almost <laughs> it was in the, the ground. The catcher had to drop to his knees to get it, and he calls a strike. I mean – that's they must have got him to admit to it too, because they suspended him indefinitely, immediately. Like that's like straight corruption, you know? Yeah, I mean that was just awful. And then the, the third strike was nowhere near the plate. Strike three, game's over. Um, but like you said, UNO beat them like thirty-two to six. So, next, so it was tough. Like you, you were in the game and lost on some crap calls, and then the next day you get beat by thirty. <laughs> yeah. So. It's hard uh, to recover from that. Tough week. Yes, definitely, definitely. And uh, LSU takes them takes them on on Tuesday. Uh, I want to talk about this lineup that we sent out on Sunday. I know some things have been shifted around with uh, Tommy Tanks being injured at the beginning of the season playing DH, but it looks like he's back. I mean, the dude is hitting like two home runs a game. I had I, I mean, saw that grand slam and holy cow! That <laughs> you just knew it was gone. And then you talk, you look at uh, Jones. He hit one four hundred and sixty-seven feet on Saturday over the scoreboard. Yeah, the top of the scoreboard is in play. <laughs> that is crazy. In case you're wondering, <laughs> he, uh, he Kling had almost a four twenty-seven run. One. Yeah, I mean these freshmen are insane. So the lineup they sent out Sunday was Kling to lead it off, Trey Morgan second, Dylan Cruz third, Tommy White. Uh, fourth, and then you got Joe Bear, Thompson, Jones, Neil, and Dugas. I don't, I don't see a weak spot in that lineup, to, uh, defensively or offensively. I mean, Neil's a freshman; he's been great behind the plate. His bat's starting to get hot. Uh, Kling in right field had a little bit of a lull a few weeks ago, but he's back and he's hot. I mean, he's the fastest player on the team. Trey Morgan's Trey Morgan. I like to see that he's back at first base. I've always felt more comfortable with him at first, uh, but I get what you want White in the lineup. Dylan Cruz, best player in the country. Um, I did see Florida's got a freshman who has 15 home runs already. Oh, yeah. That's something to watch when Florida. That's crazy. Florida. Yeah. Florida's looking very good. Yeah, Florida is definitely looking like a, a team to beat in the SEC. I would make a couple of changes uh, to this lineup, actually. Uh, I agree with the top four of Kling, Morgan, Cruz, and White, but I actually uh, would put Dugas behind White because you want also somebody to protect White because, I mean, I think it's also great. You know, you saw Sanford on Sunday. They they walk Cruz and they bring up Tommy White and he nukes one over uh, the, the batter's eye. Slam, so yep. I think that's great. I think you put a guy like Dugas uh, behind White. He's very consistent as a hitter. Meanwhile, Joe Bear has been really consistent. You know, he's got the power, but he really strikes out a lot of times. Yeah, I, think I feel like play. Joe Bear is somebody. 
Yeah, you got to do that in case you have to bench Joe Bear if he gets in a bad right. slump. You don't want to have to find a five hitter. Yeah. You want, but that's the only one I would change is uh, move for Joe Bear all the way down to nine. You still have power at the bottom, and then you have Dugas, a consistent guy that can get on base and protect a guy like Tommy White because you want Tommy White, you know, to to really not get pitched around like Dylan Cruz does sometimes. Uh, so you want to protect uh, your really two best hitters in the lineup and then have Morgan in front of both of those. I mean, this is just a deadly lineup. Yeah. Is Florida Spark like 200 feet to center? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have no they, idea. Have, they have five guys with over four home runs. They probably have a lot of wind. That I think they're leading the country in home runs. Sophomore from Plant, Florida. Six five two forty five. It's a Pete Alonzo clone. <laughs> so let's see if wow. I can sort this by team. Um, he's kind of like Tommy White of last year, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, three home runs in one game against Cincinnati, two home runs in a game against Miami, and two home runs this weekend against Siena. So he's had three multiple home run games. That's crazy. Yeah, Florida leads leads the country. With 40 home runs already. Um, LSU is down there at 26, at, at 22 home runs. South Carolina is 38. Alabama is 34. South Carolina has been a uh, home run city. Yeah. They have a nice power alley down each line. I bet uh, I, I wish there was like hit by pitches. I bet LSU is up there again. LSU does lead the country in hit by pitches. <laughs> I feel like you get like at least four guys who get hit by a pitch a game, especially do guys. He gets hit like two times a game. I mean, you, you fix the guy's eyesight and they're still pegging them. Oh, uh, I'm <laughs> looking at Florida. Hit as well. Florida's dropped a few games. They've had a few where they've won by 10, put up a lot of runs, but they opened up the, the SEC play with Alabama. Um, we opened it up with AM. I mean, even the only iffy person is Joe Bear, I think, in the lineup because, like you said, Tyler, he's either hitting home runs or he's striking out. Um, and if you he can rotate playing, a left fielder, exactly. And so you've got Josh Stevenson, uh, Pearson, both of them can play left field. We have a plethora of people, or you could just switch left. around, you know, you could put back Morgan. And left, put Jones in uh, first base. And if you want to put a guy like K. Beloso, who's been swinging Back. a hot bat, yep. it really yep. just depends. I mean, that's you know that's what makes this LSU team so good right now. You have the depth, really, to put in any guy, platoon any guy, like the guys you mentioned in the outfielder. Or have a guy like K. Beloso, who's been there for five years to, to really be inserted in the lineup. Yeah, what's crazy is we're the number one team in the nation, and a third of our lineup is freshmen. Like that's it's insane. They are just they we got some a crazy good freshman. Kling is is really I think that he's gonna be I think he's gonna be the leadoff from now on. He's got the speed. He, he's shown that he can got really get an, get an infield hit. And he also has got the power, so he can do it all. And from there, good luck. I know it's it's gonna be crazy. Well, if you want to watch our Tigers take on Texas A and M at College Station this week, you can head on over. Well, never mind. You can't head on over to Fanatics, but you can get your gear. Get your gear Fanatics. for the weekend. Exactly. If you want to get some LSU baseball gear, you can head on over to Fanatics. You can see the link here if you're watching on YouTube, or you can go to fanatics.n3n6tx.net slash scramble. Get your team gear. Support the boys. Support us. Everybody wins.
Um, let's talk about uh, to end the show. I want to talk about a little coaching carousel we had going on. Will Wade hired at McNeese State. How, do we like it or do we not like it? I love Good the hire for both guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll get Will Wade back in it. If the NCAA brings some scholarship sanctions on it, I don't think McNeese State really cares. Coming from that, I really don't believe win. it. It's a win-win for both sides. Will Wade's going to bring players and recognition to the program at McNeese State. They just opened up a new arena, new facilities. Uh, you know, they're not going to be competing for a national championship, but they're going to get put on the map. They could spoil somebody's party if they get to, to March exactly. Madness, for sure. But and it puts Will that, Wade back out there. He has a good first yeah. season. He's probably on to a bigger job after that. And then it was just announced before the show, Chris Beer to Ole Miss. Um, really good hire for yeah, them. His his fiance dropped the uh, allegations, the charges. So I don't know if she was forced into that. We won't speculate, but legally, he's not in any trouble. So I guess good hire for Ole Miss there. Hey, Ole Miss doesn't care. <laughs> that is true. Um, it's a little different than Hugh Freeze, but it's uh, you know they 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 got the I guess the PR team to make up for it. And lastly. Our well, second to last, we got our NASCAR Neil segment. Let me pull it up. Neil, of course, faithful listener to the show, sent me a good segment. He's got William Byron wins again, which I think is a repeat of last week. Yep, repeat For of sure last feels week. That way. Um, he it was a race that was dominated by Kyle Larson and Kevin Harvick, who took the lead on the last last run after green flag stops. With ten laps to go, the caution comes out due to Harrison Burton wrecking Harvick. Opted for four new tires as opposed to Larson only taking two. Should have gone with four. Um, with three to go, it comes green over for Ty Gibbs along with Noah Gragson and AJ. I don't even want to try to say his last name. And he, they bring out the caution, forcing another yellow, taking us to overtime. A lot of overtime races here in NASCAR. Reddick, who took the four on the last stop, tried to make a run but could not make it happen. It was important to note that this is the same track that hosts the championship in November. Early bet, William Bryan win the championship. All four Hendricks cars finished in the top 10 with Larson finishing four, Bowman ninth, Josh Berry subbing in the ninth to finish 10th. Um, will be interesting to what comes this week with the team having a controlled part being confiscated this weekend and will be examined. I saw some drama going on in the NASCAR world. We're shaving some metal. They could be facing a 100 point and 10 playoff point fine for a similar violation that occurred to RFK last season. Um, last year, William Bryan won the race in Atlanta. He could pull off three in a row. So, see what happens next week. Thank you, NASCAR Neil, for that. And to end the show, TMZ segment of the week. Y'all ought to know who it is. It's Tiger Woods breaking up with his girlfriend, sending her on a trip to Florida or wherever, packing her bags, then she finds out it's really only to get her out of the house so he can have the locks changed because she wouldn't leave after they broke up. Um, of course, TMZ breaks the story and puts sexual harassment and allegations in the headlines for the clicks. I read a statement today uh, claiming there were no um, sexual allegations, basically because his ex-girlfriend wanted to break her NDA, and in order for her to break that, it would have to be due to those allegations there was no mention of those allegations in the court case. So, of course, just clickbaits. But uh, I'm thinking she wanted to just probably write a book, a tell-all from Tiger's girlfriend, and was trying to get out of that NDA. Now she can't. Was suing Tiger 
for kicking her out of the house, saying she wanted $30 million because they had a vote or a oral agreement to let her live there for at least 11 years. That'll hold up in court. Um, so Tiger Woods proving once again he is from the streets. When a girl won't leave the house, send her bags packing on a first-class flight to Punta Canta and change the locks when she gets back. That's all I got for you guys this week. Y'all got anything else? I think these TMZ stories get greater by the week. Uh, so kudos for you finding these. Yes, of course, it was a huge headline this week. I was all about it, uh, reading it every day. So um, we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, if you could do us a favor, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Drive us a follow on Twitter at Sports Scramble 4. Subscription on our YouTube page at Sports Scramble Podcast. Uh, we enjoy doing this. All of that really helps it helps it rock and roll. We appreciate all our sponsors, of course, to make it possible. Um, stay tuned for next week because we got Big Wade's wedding this weekend. We won't be recording an episode, but we have a special uh, episode. Good interview with Paired Up Golf. Um, he traveled around the country playing all the municipal courses and with random pairings. He's got some crazy stories to tell. And if you missed Jacob, he did the interview with me. We'll be releasing He's that back. one next. Yes, we'll be releasing that one next week. So make sure you check it out. And uh, that's it, guys. I think we sign off. Anything else from y'all? Yeah, just really excited uh, for the start of March Madness and uh, get to celebrate Wade. So it's setting out to be a fun week. Exactly. So, Wade, you are muted. It'll be it'll be great to have you guys in town with some sports on in the background, of course, like old times. Exactly. So we appreciate everybody listening. We hope you have a wonderful week.